0: Hello, and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships Podcast. My name is Carrie Vasquez, and I'm a relationship coach and strategist. But most importantly, I am a Jesus lover. I'm a wife, a mom to five children, and a grandmom. Each week, I'll be here with a guest or a message to help you love yourself deeper, fall in love again, and restore your relationships with God and others. Now let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. So today I have an episode for you that is all about emotional seasons, anxiety, and winter blues. So I know that I am someone who experiences the winter blues, but it's not just the winter blues. I truly experience emotional seasons or seasons in my life that I am happier than others or that I feel more down or more anxiety. Um, And my moods fluctuate and I had to become aware um, that this was happening because uh, there was a period of time that I really didn't pay attention to it. I had no idea, no clue what was going on with me and why I was feeling the way I was feeling until uh, I would notice myself spiraling downward, um, specifically around the month of January and February. And when I noticed this pattern um, as you know, the years kind of went on, I started to ask myself and question like how I was feeling throughout the year, or if there were other times of the year that I was feeling this way, and the answer was actually yes. I noticed that I start to, again, spiral um, come the fall, which is kind of weird because i I love the fall i I love the the leaves falling and the changing colors um, and just the cooler weather, although I love the summer also, so it wasn 't even um, you know so much that I was feeling down that the summer was going and that the sun you know and the warm weather was going away. Um, I just realized it was a seasonal thing, so I wanted to talk to you all about um, you know emotional seasons or the seasons in our life that we go through and we're feeling more anxiety than normal or we're feeling down and depressed um, and really just shed some light and hopefully help you um, take this time you know take these seasons and take these times that we might be struggling emotionally mentally um, which turns into physical physical um, struggle, um, I hope that this episode will shed some light and help you to gain a greater understanding and give you some tools um, to help you get through those times easier than maybe you have been um, in the past. So the first thing you want to do is maybe identify the when you have these downtimes or when you have these times that you're struggling in your life um I'll actually tell you so how it how I started to realize this so I used to homeschool my kids years ago um, and I remember when January came around I had been homeschooling them I think it was maybe year three and I was so worn out. Um, I had started homeschooling them um, in particularly because um, my daughter, my youngest was a preemie. She was born at 25 weeks and she had a lot of um, medical needs when she was first born. So uh, we decided that with all the doctor appointments and all the running around that I was going to have to do with the little one and and also her um, week... Immune system, and are concerned that you know if the kids were coming home with colds and different germs from school, that it was going to compromise her immune system. So, we decided to homeschool, and now, mind you, it was um, about three. It was three years that I was home uh, with. A preemie who, you know, came home on a monitor, um, oxygen, a heart monitor, breathing monitors, and had um, many medical needs and many appointments. Also, during this time, my father ended up having uh, to need heart surgery and six months later needed brain surgery. Um, He had a a small, um, like, he had an aneurysm or a clot or something in his brain. And then he's had heart problems since he was like eight years old. So I am kind of that one that is the go to person when it comes to the medical needs in our family. So I spent, so my mom um, would end up taking my little one, um, or my sister would watch my little ones, and I would go to the hospital um, to make sure that everything was good with my dad. So I was doing a lot of running around in and out of doctor appointments and homeschooling the kids. So in year three, I was burnt out. Worn out. I was exhausted, and um, I found myself. I remember pretty clearly, uh, January. I don't remember the exact year right now, but I just remember that I didn't want to get out of bed. I um, the kids would get up, and I would. They kind of they knew what they had to do, but they were still really young. And I just remember just like, just go to the table, kind of like, you know, the routine. Um, and I found myself physically being there, homeschooling them less and less and less or waking up later and later and um, and just not really sticking to our schedule anymore. Um, and I was just really struggling. So I decided to put them back in school and go back to work. Um, and also, not to mention, financially, we were having a hard time. So they went back to school. I went back to work and didn't think much of it um, until I was fixing my resume a few years later and um, was going into a new job or um, had applied for a new job. And as I was looking at my resume and and fixing uh, different things and adding things or whatever, I realized this pattern of when I would get a new job and I would generally switch jobs either like right in the beginning of a year or kind of going into the spring or in the fall time or right like at the end of the summer going into the fall. And I just started to put things together and realizing when I would when I was struggling and either I would just want to run from my current situation if it was hard or difficult, or I was just really feeling down um, and no longer wanted to be in the space that I was in. So... I just I started making that connection. So for you, I just encourage you to maybe try to identify periods throughout the year that you might have more arguments or more disagreements, that you have a harder time at work, that you have a more difficult time in your home around your family. Because sometimes it things become such a habit or just Part of our lives that we just don't even realize it's happening until we really intentionally think about it or put like pen to paper um, and start writing about it. So, you know, just take some time out to really write out or, you know, look at your life over the past couple years to see if you've had these periods of time that you just have a dip in your life or in your mood um, and you're struggling. So, That was the first moment that I guess um, I started to realize that I was really uh, struggling and it was like a seasonal thing um, and I had better months than others. Uh, I also realized this when I was living in North Carolina, it was just again uh, kind of like a Confirmation that um, this was happening because again, right around January, um, this was just last year. I was really having a hard time, and um, and actually, it started around December. Um, you know, I had been in North Carolina for a year with the kids. Um, it was just me and the kids, and Carlos was still in New Jersey um, uh, working, and. I remember in December feeling like I can't live here anymore. I've got to get out of here, or I'm gonna lose it. Um, I was under so much stress being in North Carolina, and there was a lot going on. If you haven't heard um, the episode with my son, um, you can go back and listen to it. I believe it's um, I can't episode nineteen and twenty. I believe it is, but. I was going through a lot with my son and then just being there by myself and come December I started to really feel like I'm going to lose it. I, you know, I need to get out of here. I can't live here. And I we almost moved at that point in time and I remember talking to Carlos and saying like I can't live here anymore by myself. Like I can't do this anymore. And I could almost like literally cry just thinking about it. <laughs> but um, come January I um, I was in a doc we ended up not moving but I was in the doctor's office like with heart palpitations and you know all of these symptoms of anxiety um but of course for me at that moment I was like okay you know am I having symptoms of like heart problems or a heart attack or what is going on and um, I ended up going through all these different tests um, you know stress tests and uh, they checked out my heart and did all of these um, tests from that end. and I also went to a doctor uh, to a psychiatrist and was like, I need something <laughs> um, you know I started having panic attacks and um, and those of you that have had panic attacks, you know, you know it's a feeling like your chest is caving in like you can't breathe and and a lot of times it's sometimes it's sudden and it's unexpected and um so i was having all of these um everything just kind of coming down at me at once but i was also in the, those moments able to remind myself like you know what it's january like it's going into february it's that time of year for me so what can I do to um, to stop this, or what can I do uh, to make this better? To to show, you know, to learn how to cope and how to um, navigate through the stress and the anxiety and everything that was going on. So I started to put some of these things into place, and um, and it it's been very. It's been very helpful for me, uh, and this is. I'm not saying this is for everyone. Me personally, I took um, I took one pill that the doctor gave me, and I was so ill. I was so sick in bed all day. I could not function, and I always hate taking medication anyway. Um, but this, I just felt so terrible that I was like, I don't want to take medication. Um, And I know that the body, it takes time for the body to adjust to the medications. And I did after this, um, I think it was once or twice where I took half of the dose that the doctor had given me and it wasn't so bad. Uh, But uh, I wanted to figure out how to do it without medication. Um, So Once you can identify when your down periods are, I would encourage you to start before that season starts, before that down period in your life um, begins. And sometimes it's not always easy to catch. Sometimes it's earlier than um, other years or later. Um, But if you start to put these things in place and just make it a lifestyle and a habit for you, it's going to really help. I know that it has helped me um, in over the past couple years and more specifically this past year. It has um, definitely been something that has kept me going um, and that has allowed me to not fall into a deep depression. And, you know, depression um, and mental illness is something, as I've talked about before, something that has been in my family. Although I thank God and I praise God, and it's been a prayer and a declaration that um, those generational, um, I don't care if it's in the genes, I don't care what it is, that. God has healed our family and is continuously in the process of healing our minds, and that it's not going to be um, my struggle. Um, so there are t- there were times that I would have this fear of, you know, falling into a deep depression or struggling with addiction and depression because I've seen so much of it. Um, but it's also something that I. Um, Have just been grateful and thanking God that it's not going to be my story. So, speaking of the first thing, I want you to think of you know, if you've heard my podcast before, you know that I love acronyms because I believe it just helps in a teaching um, um, scenario or teaching uh, someone to remember something. So uh, I want you to think of the acronym of, think of the word seasons. Um, So the first uh, letter S is say a prayer. Um, When you're in this season where you're feeling emotionally low, when you're feeling um, heightened anxiety um, and you're feeling a lot of stress. Say a prayer. And as I said before, these are things that if you can make just a daily habit, um, a routine that you do all the time, then it's not something that you have to do in the moment um, when you're feeling at your lowest because it's going to be so much harder to do it in that moment. So get in the habit of having a daily prayer. Saying your prayers every day and covering yourself with that, you know, um, that time with God, um, with that time, you know, with whoever you believe in. But for me, it's that time with God, um, covering um, myself and my family and my thoughts and my mind in prayer. Um, The second letter is E. Um, So, exercising, breathing. Getting physical, doing something physical um, is going to help you to elevate your mood, to feel better, um, to strengthen your not just your body, but your mind. So, exercise is so important. Now, These things are not like a cure-all because like I said, you know, it has to be a daily habit and there are people and there's nothing wrong with this. Um, If you need medication and you need um, to speak with a doctor, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, You've got to do what is best for you and your body and your mind, Um, but these are definitely things that are going to help you and I'm sure it's things that your doctor is probably going to tell you. to do. So exercise is important. The next letter is the letter A, anchoring. So anchoring um, for me, uh, this is the way that I look at it. Some people might describe this differently um, or in different terms. This is also something that I learned from Tony Robbins. I'm sure that there are many other people that talk about anchoring, but anchoring is doing an action that elevates your mood. So whether it's an action or saying something, or how about like stacking these things and doing both. So an action might be clapping, you know, clapping it out like I got this, and saying I got this, I'm amazing. Um, you know, affirmations. Basically, you've I'm sure you've all heard of. Um, a lot of people will do every morning. They'll do morning affirmations um, and just words of encouragement to yourself. So anchoring yourself each and every day, and whether you're waking up and you're clapping it out and. I got this, I'm amazing, today is going to be an amazing day, anchor yourself. Um, When you're feeling like you're losing control, when you're feeling down, um, anchor yourself. Another big, 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 big action that you can take in anchoring is just looking at your body posture. So in those moments that you are just feeling terrible, you're feeling down. Your shoulders are probably down, your head is probably down. So, putting your shoulders back, sitting up straight, taking in deep breaths, you know, filling your lungs, letting all that air out, and Picking your head up, you know, getting yourself out of bed if you're feeling stuck in bed, getting yourself out of bed, having your shoulders back, and just reminding yourself how amazing and powerful, how you are worth everything and then some. You know, just speaking positivity and love to yourself is going to be so critical and so important. The next letter is the letter S and that's your senses. So when you think of your five senses, um, this is for me all about grounding. So again, I'm not a doctor, not a therapist, I'm not none of those medical things. Um, I am a coach and these things you might hear in the medical field or therapists talk about it. I have read about some of these things, um, but again, I'm speaking from a what I've read and what I've learned and researched and also from my own personal experience. So I always encourage you to do what feels right for you, to always, you know, to seek your advice from your doctor first and foremost, um, if, if that's what you need to do, um, But these are things that have helped me. And again, these are things that I have learned along the way from whether it was my doctor or a therapist that I had spoken to or that my children have been to. So the five senses, grounding, um, this is something that, um, again, I learned from uh, my son's actually therapist, was touching um, something cold. So grabbing ice, if you're feeling like really out of control or angry, in particular anger, um, a new method that I learned just recently is um, In, uh, one of my son's sessions was they said, you know, try to get your entire face into like ice cold water. So whether you fill a a bowl up with cold water or get an ice pack and just put it over your face, Um, this is in particularly, I guess, helpful for um, when you're feeling very angry um, or out of control in that sense. But touching, some people are sensory people. My daughter, my youngest, She loves like soft, furry things. And we can be in a store and we joke about. How she will um, see a furry blanket, and she cannot pass by that aisle without walking up and touching it, and just like feeling this soft, furry, plush blanket. And I joke about it a lot of times, but that's one of her things. And it's like when she touches it, I know that she has this sense of calm and peace. Um, It's the same thing with things like stress balls. Why do you think that maybe you go to a store and they have a stress ball and if you pick it up and grab it and you squeeze it, like you you want to just hold on to it and just it helps you to calm down. So think of what are those things that you touch? That help you to calm down and help you to feel better. Um, this is why I'm sure you know part of the reason why animals or dogs are used for therapy and used as emotional support. Um, Animals, because uh, I'm sure there's that sensory piece of it where you know you touch this animal and they're calm and they're just with you, and there's this sense of peace that comes over you. So, what are the things that you can touch that ground you, that help you to feel like you're not just in limbo or just floating around and feeling anxious, like there's no security in your life, like you don't have things around you to keep? Keep you safe. So ground yourself, right? So touch something um, that helps you to snap out of these feelings of feeling so down. Um, your next, uh, the next sense um, that I'm going to talk about, the next thing is smell. Uh, So candles, um, a smell that you love and that you enjoy. So think of um, candles that smell good to you. Light those candles up, Um, whether it's a diffuser and having essential oils. Um, There's essential oils. You can uh, even do your own bottles of essential oils and have it in like a roller so you can roll it on your wrist or some people will put it behind their ear. Um, Those are some things that you can research and see what works for you when it comes to smell. Um, Your eyes, what are you looking at? And OMG, (laughs) eyes for me, this is such a huge one because if you are sitting, um, if you're someone who watches, and I know this is me, right? If I watch certain movies, certain shows, If I look at um, certain things on social media, um, whatever it is, I'm basically like feeding my soul and my mind through my eyes. So... I have to make sure that what I'm looking at is serving me in a positive way and not creating more anxiety and more depression in me. So there might be a time in these seasons in your life that maybe you don't watch certain things or you don't participate in certain things because you know that those are only going to make it worse for you. So you might... Switch it to watching just comedy movies, or funny videos, or um, watching things that are just positive overall that help you to feel um, to feel good um, and not feel down. Taste is another sense that we have, right? One of our five senses is taste. So eating. Good healthy things, and I get more into health in a minute, but eating good things, right? There could be um, a temptation. Now, this could go the opposite way. There could be the temptation to emotionally eat and fill ourselves with sugar and things that, you know, kind of give us a, a shot of like happy juices because we're eating sugar and we're feeling. It makes us feel good for a moment, but then we have a crash after that because it's just not healthy for us. So looking for foods and things that taste good for you and that are healthy for you also. So that's um, also another important thing. The last, uh, the fifth sense um, is the listening. Um, so For me, there are times that I have to put instrumental music on or just sounds of like the rain and water and calming music, meditation type music, and music with no words. Uh, Because when I am feeling down or my mind is just kind of all over the place, Having words in music for me personally sometimes makes it worse and it increases my anxiety. So just be aware of those things that might be increasing your feelings of depression or your feelings of anxiety and make those changes. Um, So you might wake up in the morning and say a prayer you know do your morning routine um like brushing your teeth whatever uh take 5 10 minutes whatever it is could be 30 minutes 40 and just exercise do a little workout routine Have a time of anchoring, you know, putting your shoulders back, standing up straight, telling yourself what a wonderful and amazing and powerful person you are. And then going into your five senses, grounding, touching something, holding something or someone, um, having your diffuser going, the music that you're listening to, um, what you might be watching while you're working out. um, These are all. Uh, so important. The next letter is the letter O in seasons. And for O, I have oasis. So the word oasis is um, having an oasis of a healthy environment. So again, I mentioned that I would get back to food. So looking at what you're eating, um, creating that oasis of like Healthy foods in your home and surrounding yourself with healthy foods. You know, taking your vitamins, drinking lots of water, um, having a peaceful space, um, having lots of lights. Um, A friend of mine just said to me the other day, you know, put Christmas lights around, just do lights, put lights up um, wherever you can and expose yourself to as much light as you can during the the winter especially the winter seasons the winter blues time um, get more light into your life so having an oasis um, in your home in your life in your office space um, whatever that is I know a lot of times in offices you can't have a burning candle you can't have a lit candle sometimes because of course it's a it's a risk, right? A fire hazard. So there, I used to have a candle warmer, um, so that you basically you plug it in, you put your candle on top of the warmer, and it melts the wax, and uh, and you can smell your candle that way. You can have a diffuser in your office space. There are um, a lot of ways that you can create this, even in your own cubicle, if that's where you have to create the space. The next letter is the letter N and I thought of this as a numbers game. So Mel Robbins has her great method that is, you know, just counting backwards five, four, three, two, one, and just doing the thing that you don't want to do, that you're afraid to do, that you're, you know, um, having anxiety over whatever that is. Just count five, four, three, two, one, and do it. Um, and she has her whole method. I would just encourage you to go. Uh, she has a podcast and a show um, and a book on this, but uh, where she explains it, but just counting backwards. Um, and whether you're you're feeling stuck in bed or you just don't want to go anywhere, count backwards and just do it. Go get dressed and move. Um, the other numbers game that I think um, is so necessary and important is counting your blessings, having gratitude. Uh, so taking the time to... Think of everything that you can be grateful for. And we all have something. Because if you, even if you feel like it's nothing, like, no, my life is terrible, the fact that you're listening to this and the fact that you're breathing and that you're alive and that you can hear this episode, that you can listen to this, is a blessing. So. There's always something that we can be grateful for. So count your blessings each and every day. And the last letter is S. And that's, for me, scripture memorization and meditation. So taking um, scriptures for you, it might be quotes, it might be sayings, whatever um, that is for you. For me, it's scripture. And it's taking the time to repeat and recite these these scriptures, um, repeat and recite positive things so that this is what your mind is going to. And... The scripture that I really hold on to, especially in times that I'm feeling that I'm struggling um, or emotionally just feeling drained is 2 Timothy 1.7, where it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when I feel like my mind is out of control, I'm like, it's not out of control because God has given me a sound mind. So I want to encourage you today that you have a sound mind. Your mind is together. It is all there. You are all good. You have the power and the love that you need to have that sound mind and to get over your fears, to get over your anxiety, And I just want to encourage you today to get up, to rise up, and whether it's one of these things, two of these things, all of these things that I've talked about today, I just encourage you to get up and to do one. Uh, Do them all and just keep doing them each and every day until it becomes a habit. And watch your life transform. There are many days still today that I would love to just stay in bed and not to say there's anything wrong with it, right? Sometimes we need a day or we need a moment. There are days that I just want to stay in bed and crawl up and and just not be seen and just lay there and do nothing and not think of anything. <laughs> um, but these things, and it hasn't always been every single step, But whether it's me saying a prayer, whether it's me putting my shoulders back and picking my head up, whichever one of these um, I have chosen for that day, one of these has helped me to get out of bed and to do what needed to be done, to do what I knew I wanted to do and not allow my thoughts and my feelings to control me because... At the end of the day, your thoughts and your feelings are not always correct. They're not always in the right space. They're not always um, guiding you down the right path. Many times, emotional feelings, your, uh, your mind and your thoughts will take you down a wrong path when it's done in a place that is not positive and strong. So, making intentional decisions, making decisions and living your life out in a way that is thought out, that is planned, that is not, um, you know, flying by the seat of your pants or in the moment or depending or determined by how you're feeling is going to be so important for you. So these past few days, uh, my son has been really struggling and he's barely spoken to me for two days. Now, in the past, I would be very emotional or very um, go by my feelings. Oh, I feel bad for him. I feel sad. And I would allow his feelings of feeling down to bring me down, or I would allow his feelings of feeling down to um, manipulate or to control me. I've had to learn that the things around me and people around me cannot control me. You have to love yourself and have the strength within yourself to do what is best for you, no matter who it is. Even your child. We love our children. I love my son with everything in me. But I've had to learn that in order for me to be a healthy and strong mama, I have to set healthy boundaries. And I am realizing now that I'm undoing or trying to undo these behaviors that I've taught him. I've taught him that being emotional or being upset and um, having this breakdown Will control me and will or people around him, right, and the people that he couldn't control or the people that didn't um kind of just do whatever he wanted them to do, then he would be angry at them, and he'd say, "You don't care about me, this person doesn't love me and I've realized that me as a mom, I created this. I allowed this behavior, and it's not to say. That we shouldn't love our children and care for our children and provide them with the care that they need emotionally, mentally. I'm not talking about gaslighting and minimizing his feelings. I'm not talking about any of that. But I am talking about realizing that in the real world, this doesn't fly. So the past few days have been difficult, but I have been standing my ground and I've let him know that I love him. I will never give up on him. I will always be here for him. But he has to stay in school, and I'm not picking him up. If he's feeling down, he's got to use all the different coping mechanisms he's learned. He's got to utilize the people around him that can help him in that moment. But we cannot continue to just run from whatever it is that we're feeling, we've got to face it and we can't always look for people around us that we can use to get us out of our situation. It's not fair to them and it's not really helping you in any way. So these past few days I haven't gone to pick him up at school so he's angry with me and all he wants to keep saying is you don't care about me. And I know that I love this boy with everything in me and that I do care about him. So sometimes we're going to be faced with situations and people around us that can intensify or create a more difficult emotional stability within us. And we have to learn how to find that strength within us. We have to learn how to not allow situations and people around us to control our lives. Because if we do that, it's only going to cause a deeper feeling of anxiety and of doom and depression, and it's going to cause us to really struggle and the more we do this, the harder it gets each and every day. Assess the people and the things around you that could be affecting your mood, that could be causing your anxiety to be at a heightened level. And I'm not saying eliminate those people, cut them out because obviously I will never cut my son out. I'm not I'm, I will never eliminate him. However, I will set healthy boundaries. And I will not allow certain things to go on. So assess. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people that need to be cut out. There are. And I'm not saying that you might not have a son, a daughter, a husband, someone very close to you that needs to be cut out. Those times come when you're in a situation where your relationship is abusive verbally, physically, mentally, emotionally. There comes a time that the person needs to be cut out. Uh, So this is something for you to assess and to determine for yourself. But if you cannot rebuild yourself, if you cannot rebuild your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, you're not going to be able to rebuild any relationship in your life. So I leave you with this. Take some time out. And just assess your life, see where you're at, see where your emotions are, see where you are with anxiety um, and what season in your life you are in. And just remember, it's just a season. It's not going, going to last forever. And you have the power and the strength and the tools that you need to make this season the best season it can possibly be, no matter what's going on in your life. So be blessed and have an amazing day. Now, I just want to take a moment and remind you all that my book, Recreate Your Love, is available on Amazon. If you go to my website, www.recreateyourlove.com, you will also see additional ways that you can get the book. If you would like a signed copy of my book, you can order one right from my website. Also, I'm working on my course, it's almost done my course is going to be available. You can also purchase my course on my website and always stay up to date if you um, subscribe to my email list. So thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful to have you here. And I know last week and there's been a few weeks this month that I skipped on you guys and I am just so grateful to have you back and I look forward to having powerful weekly episodes in the coming months. So stay tuned and thank you again for being here with me. Be sure to give me a review if you're enjoying these episodes. Let me know where you're listening from. Uh, Let me know you're out there and that will just encourage me also to just keep on going. So click on those five stars if you enjoy my episodes. Go ahead and scroll down a little lower somewhere there and write a review. It really truly means a lot to me. And it also helps the podcast to do better in ratings. Um, it allows everyone to see that I should stay on and uh, and be rated uh, a great podcast. Um, so I really appreciate you all. And thank you again. Be blessed. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. And if I have, please be sure to share this episode and give me a great rating on iTunes so that I can continue to serve you and others. Now head on over to my website and grab your free copy of the first chapter of my book called Recreate Your Love. It's coming out soon. My website is www.passion4visions.com. And while you're there, go ahead and check out more of my services. My heart is always to serve you with much love. Have an amazing week and be sure to head back next week for our next episode. Please understand that anything shared on my show, the Rebuilding Relationships Podcast, is intended to give you tips, tools, and strategies to help you transform your relationships and your life. While I am a certified coach, I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. So please be sure to seek professional medical advice when you feel necessary. Take care.